My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Bag on time. Absolutely. To the second on the time. <laughs> if you filled out the poll, if you gave any of the four answers, then um, you're all wrong. So um, welcome, everyone, to the post-race gym work for the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. Roll intro. It's good to be back. How are we doing, everyone? How are we doing? Welcome, Corridor, Bino. Uh, hydrophobic, PP, Nikki, Marine, Noodle, Kleiner, Supercubus, Danny, Patrick, William, David, Chloe, Professor Z, Max, Ben, Jamie, Dimmy, Thomas, Antony, Vincent, Val, David, Halita, Ron, LG, Yoren, Kessie, Tiernan, Max, Cowrie, Swally, Adam, Wormy, Norman, Marine, Carter, Charmander, Skirminator, Nathan, Norman, said a Norman already, you get two, Louisa, Mukhtar, Boo, Lalo, Gustavo, Tuna, Matthew, hey there mate, Amit, Micah, William, Mike, Lever, Anion, Charlie, Bino, Laszlo, Minton, Minton is here, Minton is in chat. Welcome everyone, how are we doing? How are we doing on this fine Monday afternoon in the UK? That is. Should we talk a little bit about the Belgian Grand Prix? I think we should. I think we should. But first, oh, in in typical Tomo fashion, I've just realised I think I've forgotten to do something, which we're about to see when I click overlays. Yes, we are. <sighs> Spoilers. Spoilers. You didn't see anything. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Audio only. All right. If if you look, if you're listening with your ears, you didn't see anything because you can't see anything because you're listening through your ears. All right. So if you want to listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on any of those lovely platforms that you just listen with your ears, then feel free. Thomas pre um, pre post just general race chinwag. You know, you saw nothing. Exactly, Laszlo. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Exactly. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. We have fun here. Also, um, before we get into the meat and bones live show, this Friday, you've not got long. Four more days. If you want tickets, you've got four more days to get your tickets. If you want to come to the live show in London on Friday, all right? Come on, come on, you know it makes sense. Matt and Tom are gonna be there, Kate is gonna be there, Dan and Blake are gonna be there. Who else could you possibly want, all right? And many other creators are coming as well. It's 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 uh, it's gonna be a nice mixture of, uh, of viewers and other creators as well. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Minton, I don't think I'm going to bring Minton. It's going to be like noisy, lots of people, loud. Like he gets a bit spooked. I don't. I don't want to spook him. So I'm leaving Minton at home. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, audio only. Bosch. As I've said, now please live chat. Give me a race rating out of ten. Give me a race rating out of ten, please, and thank you. That would be wonderful if you could. Because then I will have a look at chat and then try and pick out the number that's coming out most often. There's a lot of sixes and sevens. A lot of sixes and sevens. Okay. Right. Race rating out of 10. So we're going to do five. Five or lower. Six. Seven. Eight or above. Okay. Fill out the poll. Fill out the poll. You know it makes sense. Fill out that poll, please, and thank you. 
Um, race rating out of 10, yeah. For the Belgian Grand Prix, you know what? Like In recent years, Spa hasn't been an absolute worldie, has it? Let's be honest. Like It's not one of them races that you, you anticipate a lot of like wheel-to-wheel action. It's, you know... It's got a lot of history. It's a great challenge for the drivers, which is its own appeal somewhat. Um, longest lap on the calendar. There's a lot to like about Spa. There's a reason it's held in such high esteem amongst the broader motorsport community. 2019 was the last banger. Quali was good. It was good. Um, the sprint race was... Mm, could have been, but ultimately, you know, Max just, Max just took off, didn't he? Can you hear them birds? Why are they so loud? I don't even live near the seaside. It sounds like I do. Um, <laughs> eight laps. It's criminal. It was pretty criminal. Right. Race rating out of 10. Use 29% of you have gone five or lower. 28%. 39% of you have gone six. Uh, 28% have gone seven. And 5% have given it an eight or above. <laughs> Chickens in the backyard. Well, maybe one there. That's the kind of thing I expect to come home one day and Hannah's just bought chickens. Like, I would not put it past her. Um, so for me, it's a 7 out of 10. I really, I thought it was a really good race. The amount of battles we had, the amount of overtaking. We had some DRS chicken. See you, uh, Ricardo and Hulkenberg doing some DRS chicken. That was jokes. Um, good scraps. It didn't have a barnstorming fight at the front. The top, the top kind of four, five was pretty set, wasn't it? Um, that was pretty set in stone. Outside of that, it was it was really good. Uh, so, like I say it again, right? If you've not got a battle scrap at the front, the max a race can be is an eight out of ten. This was a good race. I enjoyed it. Um, seven out of ten for me is is very fair. Quality quality battles throughout. You had Ocon making mad moves, Gasly's move on Albon, Norris on the outside of Sargent. You had obviously Kemmel straight overtakes. They weren't always guaranteed though. They were mostly speaking. Obviously, you know the Red Bulls had a bit of an easier time of it seemingly down the Kemmel straight because of just how efficient their DRS is. But even the ones at the end of the Kemmel straight were they, they were close at times, and it was good. You had the little bit of you know, we thought, oh, maybe it's going to go to Inters. Wasn't quite enough rain to go to Inters. So there's decision-making going on there. You had Lando coming through the field. Well, not really overtaking anyone, but jumping up massively with the undercut. I think it was a good race. I was a good race. And ultimately, yes, Max, you know, to go from P6 to P1 in 17 laps is impressive. Not as impressive as last year, to be fair. That was P14 to P1 in 12 laps. Um, but then to gap the whole field, including his teammate, by enough time and feel confident enough to be like, let's just, I'm just going to gap Checo by a whole pit stop and then we could just stop again and chuck on another set of stops and they'll get fastest lap. And the team were like, no. But if Max, I, I, oh, if Max had just pulled in and done it, if he'd have just done it, because if Max drives into the pits, then Red Bull, well, okay, they have to put soft tyres on him. He could force the issue if he really wanted to. That would have like, he was sending a message. Not that it, it needed to be sent. Um, I think we're all loud and clear on who the, who the number one in that team is, who who the the better, more competent driver is at that team. Um, but that was a fat <laughs> that was a a fat message he was sending there. So um, yeah, six because Piastri didn't finish. Yeah, sad, sad for Oscar. Sad, sad to lose um, Oscar and Carlos at the start because you they're obviously two. You know, Charles finished on the podium, so that Ferrari had pace. You know, Piastri didn't have all that wing that Norris did, so. You'd have thought Piastri would have had a bit of better, bit of a better time of it at the start, but you know, sad for you, Aussies. Exactly, exactly. You can't, you can't always win. You can't always win. Um, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, that album double. You had a couple of yeah, like zonters right, round both side pincer movements at the end of the Kemmel straight. I thought, yeah, top top four was set quickly, but it was a good race. I I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself. Okay. I enjoyed myself watching it. Um, so the race results are as follows. Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, 1-2. Charles Leclerc, P3. Lewis Hamilton, P4 and fastest lap. Pitted for mediums at the end. I'm assuming he didn't have a set of softs to you, so he did it on the mediums. 
Bosch. Alonso, P5. Good to see the Astons recovering some pace. It, I was listening to uh, the notebook after and Ted was saying that, you know, they bought a Canada upgrade, the Astons, and they th- kind of gave them false hope and they struggled to get on top of the upgrade and actually get the most out of it. And it seems to be in a better place this weekend, but still not. I would have thought if Piastri hadn't caught damage and if McLaren hadn't set up, put so much wing on Lando's car, maybe P5 for Alonso is a little bit generous. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, Ocon P8. Good recovery from Ocon at the end. He was he was going at the clappers, actually. He was pulling he was pulling in Lando towards the end was Esteban. And they got the pit strategy right for him, not for Gasly. Stroll P9 and then Yuki Sonoda. Come on, Yuki. P10. We take those. We take those Yuki coin. Yuki coins back on an upward trajectory. We like to see it. We like to see it. Um... Sweet, right, cool. Um, science Piastri out. Otherwise, not too many stories to to delve into. Delve into there. Yuki coin to the moon. So driver stands after 12 of 22 race weekends. Max's lead is now 125 points. I'm bullish on Yuki Bullish. That's a, that's a good word, Phil. Bullish. Um, 129 points advantage Max Verstappen. That's a wrap. Alonso Hamilton, just one point between them. Uh, 40 points Alonso is behind Perez. It's going to be difficult for Fernando to hold on to that P3 because that Aston Martin does not look as good as the Mercedes. And um, you'd be surprised. I, I would be surprised if Aston can recover somewhat, but we'll see. <laughs> Minton, my food bowl is empty. Thank you for the two pounds, Minton. I hope you're paying on um, your mum's card and not mine. <laughs> Norris 69. Yeah, very good. Very very mature, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Yep, yeah, very mature in chat. Norris on 69 points. Um, no movers otherwise. It's just Leclerc who jumps Russell. Um, he's technically ahead. Best, Better best finishing position. Um, but 99 points apiece. Otherwise, no movements. Sonoda does gain a point, but he stays in P17. Thank you, Cameron. Um, Alpha, Cameron. Cameron. Not again. Not again. Okay. Stop making this weird, Cameron. Um, <laughs> Constructor standings. No change. Um, a few points for McLaren, Alpine get a few points, Scuderia Alfatari still six points off of the back. That's going to be a difficult gap that, again, I guess that's maybe the hope, in part the hope bringing Ricardo in is that this second half of the season, hopefully he can start, you know, knocking on that door a little bit more. Um, but six points behind Alfa Romeo, six points is a, is a lot of points. That's a, that is a P7 finish is six points. Um, <laughs> that is six points off. Six points. Seven to nine battle looks intense. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money as well to these teams, right? Williams, Haas, Alfa Romeo. Big what? The gap between seven and nine is, well, we I think it was like 12 million, wasn't it? 12 million euros, I think, is the gap per place. So 24 million euros between Williams P7 and Alfa Romeo P9. That's... Uh, tough I think McLaren look they're on yes they're good at the minute but the Ferrari is still good the Aston Martin is still good the Mercedes is still good so for them to catch up to Ferrari it's a big ask I mean again Charles was P3 Lewis couldn't catch him as well so in the right conditions that Ferrari is arguably the second quickest car um so yeah actually there's a there's a really good graphic I saw earlier um let me see if I can find it because I think I retweeted it if I didn't retweet it, I might have liked it but um, I'll see if I can I'll see if I can find it because it was a nice way of kind of communicate. Here we go. Found it from it's from Formula Stats. Um, I'm gonna I'll do I'll do a print screen so that you can you can see so you can follow Formula Stats on 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 the Twitter on oh sorry on X apparently. 
re-exit. Yeah, that's it, exactly. X. What is what is Elon playing at, man? Like honestly, what 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 is that man playing at? Like, come on now, come on now. Um, all right, let's get this saved onto me downloads, and then we'll show you. So this is yeah. So it's a good way of of visualizing visualizing um, race pace deltas over the course of the season. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to my main screen. Hello. And I'm going to move over here. So there's a bit of space. And then I'm going to go on my downloads and I'm going to drag this onto here. Bosh, lovely. There we go. Right, cool. So this is the nice little graphic that Formula One Stats came up with. Shout out Formula, Formula Stats. Um, underscore, of course. So, Belgium, you're looking on the far right, and the Ferrari in the hands of Charles Leclerc was the second quickest car and has been on four occasions this year. Aston on five occasions, Mercedes on two, McLaren on one. Again, like, without that top line, if, if, we, if we just, right, hang on, just, just for a second, all right? I know, I know Verstappen Red Bull fans don't like it when you do this, but let's just do this for a second. Oh my goodness, what a, what a fight. What a championship battle this is. Oh my, I can't believe it. This is the greatest fight of all time. You've got Ferrari, Aston Martin. Oh my, this is crazy. Okay, this is the real championship fight. <laughs> How's AlphaTauri so high? Look, it, it, again, it, it's super close at the back. Williams, Haas, Alfa Romeo, AlphaTauri. They're in a scrap. Alpine are pretty consistently mid. Um, but otherwise, everyone in F1.5. This is a scrap, man. I mean, you've got McLaren. McLaren are super like... If you, if you, if you drew like a, a graph, so McLaren were... Well, they didn't even... Nothing registered in, bar, in the first race. Then they're ninth best, sixth best, fifth best, tenth best, seventh best, ninth best, sixth best, third, second... Third, fifth, like, geez, man. It's like a roller coaster, quite literally. McLaren is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Again, go and follow um, at Formula One underscore stats on Twitter for lovely insight like this, okay? I mean this, here, this, here. If you're listening, at Formula One stats underscore. Anyway, right, cool, 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 cool. So... Back to overlays, and I'm back to here. Back to moving over. Um, I mean, the thing is, right? I would be, I would be surprised if we see too much more madness in terms of changing of, of position, like constructors wise. Mercedes, Aston Martin, of course. Williams, Haas, Alfa Romeo, of course. But other than that, I don't see much changing. I think that. I think from this point now, we're, we're more than halfway through the season. There's 10 races to go. I think consolidating upgrades and, and effort and focusing into the start of next season is probably where teams are, are putting their, their attention now, more so than bringing upgrades, significant upgrades for the rest of this year. That kind of makes a bit more sense, doesn't it? You'd think. Um, you would think anyway. We'll see. We'll see. We'll probably Alpine will bring a massive upgrade and it will make their car twice as bad and then they'll be the worst team for the rest of the year <laughs> wouldn't put it past them right okay cool so let's have a look at bangers and clangers um starting with mine for the 2023 belgian grand prix bosh banger drive max verstappen had to be it's p6 to p1 to gap the entire field and just it's just it's just he's just in around, and when you around, sometimes you find out, and that's what Red Bull didn't want to happen. They didn't want Max to around and find out. Um, but yeah, crazy, like like insane. Max's level right now is we we are. Look, I I I, under, I get it right. I get it that you know if you're not particularly a Max fan or or just a neutral, right? Neutrals don't enjoy domination. Right, it happened when Seb was dominating, when Lewis was dominating, when Schumacher was dominating. You know, it's easy to, but but these periods are looked back on much more, looked back on broadly more fondly 
because you just kind of respect what's going on. And the combination of, of Max and Red Bull at the minute is every bit as as impressive, incredible as, as it was when Schumacher was doing it in the Ferrari and when Vettel was doing it in the Red Bull and all that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's history in the making. It should be written now. We'll look back on this in years to come. And uh, Max is just... He's a monster. He's a monster, he is. Clanger Drive, I've given it to science. That turn one incident with Piastri, for me, it's a racing incident. If anything, it's more on science, though, I would say. If he doesn't lock up, locking up demonstrates a loss of control somewhat. He was trying to break a certain amount. He locked up and therefore lost braking performance, which meant he took more speed through that corner. Was Then he was planning with his input for me it's more on science i did see science tweet actually you know what let's let's find um science science was pretty salty wasn't he science was pretty salty um let's, let's hang on let's find the uh <laughs> science was, was, was a little a little salty Let's let's give this a let's let's save this onto the old downloads as well. Um. <laughs> no, I, I I don't think it's a um, I I don't think it's a penalty, but I do think it's more on science because he again oh, there's a huge gap down the inside. Oscar's like entitled to go for it. It is risky. Like we've seen, we see what Max and Kimmy tripping up over each other. Um, I remember a few years back. Yeah, it, it's turn one at at Spa, right? But you can't expect Oscar to not position himself to go for that gap. And he did, and Science is the one who locked up. So, you know. Like, like, look, I get, I get that Science, Science frustrated. I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, right, let's get his tweet up now. Let's have a look. So, this is what Carlos Science said on Twitter. Um, not what we wanted today, racing incident. So he, he, he says it's racing incident, which I get as, oh, cool, cool, it's fine, fine racing incident. Um, but Oscar was too optimistic. He was never side by side, and that move has never really worked in Spa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Oscar intimidated him. <laughs> oh, that's good. Emma, that's good. I like that. Um, yeah, it's just, Carlos, man, like, come on. Yeah, you said it yourself. It's a racing incident, and that is you're right. That is some invention going on from Carlos Sainz. Never mind. Um, is what it is. So Red Bull banger team for me had to be one two. Giving Max that rocket ship to do what he did. Um, look again. This is an instance where it's Max making the difference. Max is coming from P six to win by over a pit stop and dominate the race. Checo. Starts P2, takes the lead into, you know, at the end of the Kemmel straight on lap one and wins the race, a race that had no, like, safety car stoppages. You had the little kind of the VSC for, for Oscar, but they got his car out quite quick. And obviously, Science just retired on his own way too late, by the way. I don't know why Ferrari left him out for so long. He's clearly, like, there's no point. Save your engine, surely. Um... And Checo won by like one over Leclerc, should I say. He beat Leclerc by what, like six, seven seconds, wasn't it? So, yes, he beat Leclerc, but that's not a dominant gap, is it? Six, seven seconds. That's, that's, that's not a dominant... They needed that no side pod data. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it was just filling with water slowly but surely. Um, Ferrari was counting on the red flag because of the rain so they could try and fix... You know what, Halita? That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Counting red flag because of the rain. I think they were really hoping for it though, weren't they? Because they were saying like, they were saying level two or three rain, which is like inter at least. But I think that was more out of hope than anything. I don't know. I, I guess if they had enough intel to be like, maybe there could be enough rain, but then to bring out a red flag, like if there's enough rain to bring out an inter, fine. But then enough rain to bring out a red flag. I know it's unpredictable in Spa. But yeah, that's hopium 
That's hopium, Bino. That's hopium to the max, mate. Um, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, Clanger team, I've got McLaren, right? So this is a prime example. So McLaren, they put so much wing on Lando's car, hoping for the rain, right? Must have been. Because when it actually rained, like, Lando was doing that. But all that... Did you see the way Lando was falling back at the start? Oh, my goodness. Like, come on. that That's, like, an example to me of, like, the team making an error. Like, they wanted the high wing. Even before the race, Lando was like, we're... We are absolutely... Like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... um. That's why. That's why I put McLaren in Clangor. That's why that they made that call on Lando's car. And plus, obviously, Oscar didn't finish the race, which, again, wasn't, you know, it's a racing incident. It is what it is. They did get P2 in the sprint with him, which I was chuffed um, for Oscar. For Oscar about, but yeah, not ideal. Hello, Red Bull fan, Vamos Checo. Appreciate the support. Thanks for the tenalsy. Hello, Tom, my old chap. How are you? Also, do you think doing a Martins... We'll go to Alpine for many years, or will they do a Piastri? Because it seems Alpine are a mess. Have a good summer break. Thank you very much. Doing a Martin. Uh, Doing's having a very good run of, of a minute, which is, is about time, Doing, because he, he proved last year how good he is. Had a difficult start to this year in that virtuosi. Um, but I'm glad to see him, him popping in these good results now. And he's right up there in the championship fight. He's, he's only just behind Awasa now. Which is mad after like two races, two um, two wins, two wins on the bounce. Like he's right up there. Martin's got the pace, but I don't think he's got the. I don't know. He, he's made a few mistakes. He's not in the championship fight for a reason, and those mistakes are punished so heavily. That's why like Vesti spinning out from P two on the grid, man, in the sprint that in in the feature. Sorry, that is huge, man. To drop it on the reconnaissance lap, that is a massive mistake. But do I think Martin and Doohan will have faith? In, I mean, look, they're still an F1 team at the end of the day. It's their best shot to be where they are right now, I think, Doohan and Martin. Because neither of them are walking away with the F2 title. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Doohan's, uh, Doohan's cooking. Doohan's, Doohan is cooking, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, look, McLaren, McLaren, McLaren made a good call putting Lando on the softs when they did. But I'm not being funny. They had nothing to lose. They were right at the back anyway. I won't chuck the softs on, see what happens. And it worked out for him. I don't know. I, I think to, to send Lando into the fight with that setup of car, that's an L from McLaren. I'm sorry. It just is. Um, right, so they're mine. And what about yours? What about your bangers and clangers, right? Well, I polled a bunch of you. Over 2,000 of you voted in the poll. And this, uh, the mystery bangers and clangers that you've definitely not seen at the start of the stream. It wasn't a YOLO, it was calculated. He was running like P, what was it, like P15? He'd been overtaken by everyone. You're saying that's part of the plan? Come on. Come on, Panza. Behave. Um, right. 2,291 of you voted. Banger Drive goes to Max Verstappen with 28% of the vote. Yuki Snow did 26. Ocon 19. Norris 10. I mean, Norris did well, given the, again, downforce monster he was given. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Ocon was making some really good overtakes, good moves through the field, um, good scraps. Sonoda, P10, great job. Can't argue with that. Re really strong start to the race. I mean, he was close to Albon at one point, and Albon fell down to like P14, wasn't he? So, and yeah, Norris Norris recovered recovered well, did what he could, given the 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 very unsuitable to Spa car that they gave him. Obviously, they were hoping on the rain, and it didn't come. So, it didn't come. Do you know what I mean? Yuki dive bomb, yeah, Yuki made a great move on Alex actually, didn't he as well? Uh, Clang and drive. Forty one percent of the vote goes to Galos Sainz. Um, we've already explained why. George Russell, 16%. Yeah, difficult weekend for George. Wasn't too happy, was he, um, with the car. Daniel Ricciardo, 10% of the vote. That's a bit harsh. I mean, I, yeah, I guess Yuki P10, him P16. Doesn't look good. I think, again, given his... He's had very one a good weekend in Hungary, a not-so-good weekend in Spa. He's kind of had both different kind of 
um, requirements on the car as well. So I think Daniel's got something to to build upon going forward now. Um, and Piastri seven percent. He got taken out racing incident. So uh, Banger team eighty percent. Red Bull no shock there. Alpine five percent. Really? Mm. Mercedes four percent. Yeah. AlphaTauri three percent. Yeah. Um, Clanger team has fifty percent of the vote. I mean, yeah, it wasn't good, was it? I mean, the the consistent mistakes, they messed up qualifying for Hulk. Um, he finished, started both races at the back, finished at the back. Yeah. Not a good weekend for Haas. Not a good weekend for Haas. Haas does not exist. <laughs> McLaren, 19%, which is obviously more to do with... Uh, Piastri did a great job um, on Saturday, of course. Uh, Williams, 17%. Not realising the potential we felt like they could have had. And then Alpha Romeo, 5%. 5%. Cool. All right, they're yours. You saw mine. These are mine. Bosh, right? Um, back to main screen briefly. Get rid of that. Also, does anyone... Um, I'm sure you have, because you will watch all my videos, right? 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 You will watch all my videos, yeah? 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 Good. <laughs> so... I went to the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well, I went to the Austrian Grand Prix first and did a video with a bunch of, some of you maybe watching on the video. Good fun. Gave away some tickets to the Hungarian Grand Prix. Went to the Hungarian Grand Prix. Met a couple of you out there um, who had been on the previous video. Liam, saw you out there. And yeah, we got to give away another couple of tickets, didn't we? You might be thinking I might have forgotten. No, I've not forgotten. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, within that video, within the Hungarian Grand Prix Unpopular Opinions video, two tickets to the Italian Grand Prix, 2023 Italian Grand Prix at Monza, at Monza, on the central grandstand. These are like banging tickets. They're not cheap tickets. Thank you, Nick, for always never watching my videos. Stop intimidating. I will not, Jamie. I will not stop intimidating. Who are you? Carlos Sainz? Um, so, I have picked a winner of one one pair of tickets. Central Grandstand, Monza 2023. And the winner is... Drum roll. Do, Robin. Robin Knoll. 3096. Going to take their dad. Robin, congratulations. Um, if you're watching this stream, check your uh, comment on the video. I've replied to your comment on the video. You email me proof that it's your YouTube account and we go from there. Congratulations to Robin. You will be going to the 2023 Italian Grand Prix uh, with your dad, who is an old school Schumacher fan. Um, Temple Speed Central Grandstand. And hopefully, Fry can pull their finger out. We'll see. But yeah, congratulations, Robin. Right, cool. Amazing. Lovely. And thank you, Head Out, as well, for, for supplying the tickets as well. They're the one. They're the ones supplying the tickets. So they're the one doing they're the ones doing the, the God's work here. Okay. Right, cool. Okay. Let's now have a breakdown team by team. I've already spoken at length. I mean, yeah, Hass did have a stinker, didn't they? Hass did have yet another stinker. It's hard to get um, excited or feel much about Haas, isn't it? Thank you, Michael, for the 499. True winner is the AlphaTauri radio guy who had Gasly and then De Vries yelling at him. And now he has Daniel saying, okay, understood. <laughs> Michael, that is a superb point. Superb point. I love that. Um, yeah, Daniel is so measured on the radio. It's like... It's funny because him and Oscar are like polar opposites, seemingly anyway, in like character and, you know, Daniel's Daniel's bringing all of that energy and Oscar's way more chilled out. But the two Aussies on the radio are very similar. They're very like, 
They're very, very calm and very, very under control. Very under control. I thank you. Definitely not the FIA as well for the one ninety nine. Do you think Porsche has a chance for next year? Mm. It depends on. I think. I think Joe and or Bottas could maybe be at risk from Porsche. I do. I, th I think they've both not done enough to really take that seat by the scruff of their neck. So maybe, maybe, I think Porsche's still got a win F2. He is leading at the minute, but Porsche's got a bit of inconsistency in him, but he is still super young. So maybe, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to happen necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you, Prue, as well. You're banger. Albon and the pace he had in his Williams, great scraps. My clang at Albon Williams for not being able to have him in the points. Yeah, I mean, Albon was looking like an absolute hero in the first half of that uh, race, and then it all went downhill. You know what? We're, we're used to it as Albon fans, okay? It happens sometimes. You know, you, you're in a Williams with zero downfalls. So, you know, there's only so much a guy can do, right? Um... But yeah, Haas, I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. I'm sorry, Haas. Awful Romeo, P12, P13, so not really, not so awful. It's kind of okay. Um, again, not capitalising in Hungary, big L. But maybe, you know, they were quick in Hungary. Maybe Zanvor is a similarly kind of, I mean, it's not that similar to Hungary, but in terms of it's not got loads of long straights, it's tight and twisty. Maybe we'll see good Alfa Romeo pace in Zanvoort as well next race, but not much to say really. Joe made some some good moves through at the end, but P12, P13, mm, okay Romeo. Yeah, it's okay Romeo. It's not awful Romeo this weekend. It's okay Romeo. Um, thank you, Taylor, by the way, for the uh, 150 as well. Very kind. Very kind. Very kind of you. But yeah, neither of those drivers have, have really, you know... Again, if you're Audi coming in to take over that team and rebrand it and that, do Bottas and Joe give you the confidence to be the, those top drivers? Like, absolutely not. No. I, I think Joe, you know, he, he's, he's a lot younger. He's got a lot less experience. He's got a lot more growth potential. You kind of think Bottas is not going to improve anymore. He is at his level. You know, Alfa Romeo. That's not bad. Alfred Joe Mayer, I like that. Joe can become German. <laughs> Joe's going to do a, a German citizenship test to get his German. Uh, then it'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm your German driver, right? <laughs> oh, Alfred Romeo. What are you like, eh? And that livery was, it looks awful. They've taken a beautiful livery and putting all that green rubbish on it. The, the. Right, Alpha Tauri. Not not very awful Tauri. Sometimes it's awful Tauri. Um, Yuki did a great job, didn't he? Really important drive for that from Yuki. Really good confidence boost for him as well because you know Hungary. Daniel did out racing that weekend, uh, first weekend. So that was not a good look for Yuki. But in these conditions, in these tricky tricky conditions, Yuki delivered delivered well. And um, obviously, I'm chuffed for him. I think the I still I'm still not based off what we've seen I still don't think there's enough f for Yuki to to be a shoe in for that Red Bull seat. Um I mean he'll have had 3 years by the end of this year. You would think because I mean look old um Franz Tost has talked about this. It's 3 years for a driver to really establish themselves and and set their their standard, right? If after 3 years Yuki's not going to get that Red Bull seat, so into his fourth season, then I just don't think it's going to happen. Because what more, like, after three years, Yuki should have developed enough, you know? So I don't think Yuki's going to, as much as he's doing really well, I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Red Bull seat, I think his future lies elsewhere, definitely in F1, but not in Red Bull. Um, not in Red Bull. <laughs> do you want to m mention Hass's qualifying masterclass? No, I do not, Scott Speed. Because that's the kind of... That's the kind of... I would pull an F1 manager. <laughs> I have pulled on F1 manager. 
I've been streaming it occasionally on Twitch the last few days. Tomo Live or Tom Olive with two N's. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely did that with Ocon. I sent him out too late. But yeah, it happens. It was in Q3, so we would have got P910 anyway. Uh, Ricardo, yeah, again, I, I, I think that, you know, he he over he overperformed in Hungary. I think this was a bit more of a okay, get some more mileage under your belt. I think um, I, th I think Daniel will be cooking when we come back. I think him and Yuki are going to be very close. I think don't underestimate Yuki, Yuki, but I do think Daniel. I, if I had to put money on it today, I think I think Ricardo slightly outperforms Yuki between now and the end of the year. But we'll see. We'll see. Yuki to Aston. Yuki to Aston, man. Get him in. Oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Just get him in instead of Lance. Please. He's better than Lance. Come on. Daniel was okay in the sprint as well. Yeah, he did a good job in the sprint, to be fair. And he did out-qualify Yuki for the sprint. And he got his time deleted, didn't he, on Friday for qualifying, which was a bit of a stinker for Ricardo because he would have quite comfortably got through. Yeah, if, if Daniel kept his lap, we're talking differently, maybe. But track limits are track limits. Track limits are track limits, and it is what it is. Rusty mistake, yeah, fair. But a mistake's a mistake, you know. Keep it in the white line, son. Williams, yeah, obviously I was I was like, yes, Alec, come on. He's going to be so good. And then the, the rain started to come down a little bit, and Alex just had... Neither of them, they had no pace in Sector 2 at all because there's no downforce on that car, man. It is crazy how little downforce they still seem to have. Like, from a downforce point of view, they are comfortably the slowest car from just an aero point of view, okay? We know, obviously, for years, like, Mercedes didn't have the best aero. Red Bull had arguably better aero, and we saw that because Red Bull would always do well at Mexico and... You know, when aero's a bigger factor and an engine advantage is less of a factor. But Mercedes had the, the sickest power unit and that gave him the advantage. Williams are just... The slip... <laughs> Iniquity, that is a mad thing to say. Pour one out for the slippy willy. <laughs> you can't say things like that on the internet, man. What are you playing at? Slippy Willy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an accurate description, okay? <laughs> oh, Slippy Willy. Wow. Um, I was hoping for more from from Sergeant, but again, he kind of he was doing all right at the start, wasn't he? He was running up P thirteen, but then he, I think, pit too late, and again, the lack of downfalls just uh, ruined the uh, <laughs> Slippy Willys. <laughs> That's enough of that, right? McLaren. Um, look, I've been critical of McLaren bolting on the worst, absolute, awful downfalls on Lando's car. Too much downfalls. Um, recovered well in the end, did Lando. Obviously putting the soft tyres on. Was fortunate that if that rain hadn't come out, if that drizzle hadn't come out, wow. This would have been a bad time. Um, all in all, P7, you take those points for sure. Um, that's, a, what, six points on the board. And... Piastri DNF. But well done, Oscar winning the sprint. Really held his own in the sprint, I felt. You know, he got obviously that the weirdness at the start, but got the lead. There's not much more he could have done. Um his race was with the car behind. His race was was making sure he held on to P2 and he did. Um I think like I think from what we've seen from Oscar, um from what we've seen from Oscar, I think that yeah, this kid, this kid's the real, the real deal, isn't it? This kid is the real deal. Um, went full boat mode. Yeah, he's the real deal. L Lando's got something to think about now, seriously, because like, I think this is how good he is after twelve races. Think how how good he'll be after a season, a couple of seasons. Like, Pramer's engineers. Remember that Sky Sports podcast, Karun Chandok saying that he's spoken to Pramer engineers about Oscar Piastri. And they rate him at least as good as Charles Leclerc in an equivalent kind of piece of machinery time frame and that. That's pretty that's that that's some mad statements, but you know what? Like it's looking good. Twelve races into his rookie season, it's looking good. A year out as well. 
Thank you, Iniquity, for the three dollars for mints and treats. Thank you kindly. Where's the liar? That's it. It's cooking. Um, I'm going to talk about a certain Ale Le Bleu team last. Uh, Ferrari, eh, pretty good, considering. Like Leclerc's pace was good. Lewis couldn't catch him. Second best race pace with in the hands of Charles Leclerc anyway. Obviously, science out at the start. Falling. I don't know, again, they, they were hoping for rain. But, I mean, they were really crossing their fingers. I feel like, you know, they were really hoping for something crazy. I don't know, I feel like it should just... I feel like they're still, given the information that was at hand, the fact that Ferrari were like the only team saying it was going to be like high level rain, at least from what I heard anyway. The hopium was strong and it didn't pay off. It did not pay off. And the, yeah, how, yeah, Perez just just flew past Charles, didn't he? The end of the Kemmel straight. Obviously, that's no DRS as well, first lap. So, um, but well done, Charles. Good race. Good race from Charles. And what could have been for Carlos? What could have been? What could have been for Mr. Vamos? Um, Mercedes. Not much more to say, really. So it was okay. Lewis, I think, got pretty much the, the ceiling from that car. Russell having a weird weekend. Um, blocking Lewis. and uh, That that was a bit... That one in quality. Look, I, I kind of get it. Because obviously, given the track conditions, even though George locked up and went wide... He still needed to kind of finish that lap because even a messy lap would have been quicker than not finishing that lap at all. So I do kind of understand why George didn't give up position, you know, because he'd have lost even more time and he still needed to. But, but ultimately, if you're playing the team game more than your own game and it feels like George... George doesn't play the team game quite as much as I think maybe he should. Given the, the context of the situation and given where Mercedes are, I think he needs to be a bit more, a bit less selfish ultimately. And I think that was an instance where in, in that, you know, you've got Lewis right behind you. Lewis can potentially put it on maybe, I don't know, the front row or, you know, at least the, in the top four. And so for the team, you, you need that. And, you know, you made a mistake, so just let him go, you know? So I think, you know, I think if he's fighting for a championship with Lewis, then gloves are off, man. Like, do what you got to do. Like, you, you crack on with your lap, you're entitled to. But I think in that situation, I think you should have just let Lewis by, to be honest. Um, and yeah, maybe Mercedes were at fault with that. Mercedes, again, their, their operation side of things, their pit stops, we've talked a lot about their pit stops being very, very mid and just managing that relationship. It was always going to be difficult, right? Because you're managing a driver coming in who you want to be the next Lewis. So he's going to be trying to get his nose in and trying to... Because that's what you've what you've banked on, George being the guy. And I think George can be the guy to take on Lewis and, and, and I guess, carry on Lewis's legacy forward. Do I think he'll be at the level of Lewis? I don't think so. But I think he can be a number one driver at Mercedes for sure. Um, but yeah, this was always going to be a difficult transition stage where you've got this young driver who you know he's gunning for Lewis's seat. He's not gunning for that second seat. He'll probably get someone else in for that second seat. He's gunning for Lewis's seat. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Lando probably the next time. The thing is though, you look at what George did to, to Lando in F2. Now, obviously, I know that's a long time ago and they're in different teams as well. George was in an ART and uh, Lando was in a Carlin and an ART. You know, they're more of a... They've got more pedigree, I think, in F2 than Carlin, for sure. Um, but I think I think Lewis has got it in him. He's just kind of... He's getting a bit of a reputation now, he's George, isn't he? Like, a bit squeezy, a bit moany, a bit... Yeah, I don't know. It is to respect serious squibbles, but that doesn't tell the full story as well. Like, it really doesn't. If you've got if you've got the money and the support, you can pay for for new engines every race. You can pay for the best mechanics. You can pay for totally not non-existent testing. You can uh, you can do what you can do. You know. 
Um, but yeah, not much more to say on Mercedes. Aston Martin, well done, Fernando. Don't think you could have done much more, given that the car isn't isn't the best. It's not the worst, but it's certainly, you know, it's not taking the step forward, steps forward they were hoping. Next year. Next year has to be Aston's year, really. With all that ATR they had the first kind of six months, I hope they bank that and make the most of it. And I hope it pays dividends because, uh, yeah, they've got a lot to use. They've got a lot to use up. Not much more to say, really, on Aston. Um, it's just a bit of a messy weekend. Obviously, you had Fernando spinning. You had Stroll in the wall as well earlier in the weekend. Yeah. Eh. You think that was one of Fernando's best races to get P5 in the Aston as it is? Maybe Hamza, but I, I don't feel confident enough in my assessment of where the actual Aston Martin is right now to say that. Because Aston have been struggling since... They struggled in Hungary, struggled in Silverstone. You know, they're very different tracks. I don't know. that They seem to be still like trying to understand this upgrade. So I can't say that with, with chest. But he is still carrying that team, you're right. He is. He is. And Austria wasn't great either. True. True. And even like, well, Canada's is when they brought the upgrades. But yeah, it's all relative, isn't it, as well. When when McLaren are making step-ups, Mercedes are bringing upgrades, Ferrari are bringing new side pods and that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about Aston Martin. Will they reverse engineer their upgrade package? I'm not an engineer, so you're asking the wrong person, David. You're asking the wrong person. Um, finally, Red Bull. Again, credit where credit is due. Credit to Sergio for getting P2. Um, ultimately, the gap is still massive. And, you know, if, if there was this teammate disparity in the midfield, this percentage of gap, then that would account for multiple positions difference and... The heat would be would be different. It's different when you're at the front, of course. Um, look, Max is doing exactly what he did to 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 Gasly and Albon to to Sergio ultimately. And our Red Bull can Red Bull might just get to the stage where they're just like, you know what, that's just the way it is, and we're just going to accept that. But but yeah, I I, I think if the championship, you know, let's say next year you know next year the Ferrari Mercedes Red Bull not Red Bull Ferrari Mercedes McLaren Aston Martin have all caught up more so then this size of gap is going to become a problem potentially from a constructor's point of view potentially from a race win point of view because you won't necessarily always have Checo up there to be second fiddle but we've talked about this time and time again I think right now it's not a problem for Red Bull I think in the future it could be a problem for Red Bull having such a big gap between teammates when you've got, you know, Leclerc and Science pretty close. Hamilton and Russell pretty close. I know Russell's been struggling as of recent, but the gap's not been massive. Um, Lando and Piastri pretty close. Alonso, Stroll, they've got a similar kind of issue there. Um, you know, what approach is the best approach, the most conducive approach of winning a driver's and a constructor's title is it having two drivers that are close or is it having a clear one too you know we'll see time will tell hopefully next year hopefully next year because hopefully next year we'll have a multi-car fight at the front but let's see let's see right okay i think i think we're done i think we're good everyone um again live show Ticket uh, link in the live chat and in the description below. If you want to come on Friday, I'll see you there. And uh, congratulations again to Robin for winning the two tickets. Um, again, I've replied to your message on YouTube. So find that message, follow my instructions, and we'll get you your tickets. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Alpine. <laughs> Alpine are so, so mudded right now. I completely forgot about them. I could put, I was like, oh, it's done. So mid. So <laughs> midly forgettable. Oh, Alpine. Right. 
After this, after you've watched this video, there's a video that the race have done about Alpine. I would really recommend you watch it because they put like a timeline together of just how many people have left Alpine, like how much turnover they've had since like 2018. It's mad. It's mad. These these guys, right, they've seen what Ferrari have been doing, right, with like meddling upper management and consistently over-promising and underperforming. They've seen what Ferrari have done and they've been like, yeah, we'll have some of that. It's baffling, baffling. It's honestly like, these lot are crazy, man. Like, you've had, like, even like, what? how long has Luca DeMeo been in charge of Renault? Hang on, let me check. Because Luca DeMeo is the big boss of, like, big Renault, right? Um, CEO of, when, when did he take that job? Um... Where, where, where's his? Ducati Lamborghini. Oh, just tell, just tell me Wikipedia. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I am genuinely. So even the Mayo's only been in charge since 2020, July 2020. Oh my god! Silly. This team, man. This this team upsets me. It really annoys me because because I've got a lot of like I like a bit of Enstone. Right? I I enjoy the story, I enjoy you know the Benetton era and you know Renault when Fernando was winning his titles and Lotus with Rakanen and Grosjean that was a vibe. They had a good car then when Vettel was 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 walking it. They were like up there, um, you know the R Ricardo twenty twenty like R Daniel's one of my favorite drivers and. Him in that in Renault in 2020 was like one probably my favourite version of Ricardo. Like, I've got a lot of love for this team, but in hell, like it, they make it difficult. Eight year re rebuild, like eighty. They they missed a decimal place. Eighty year, like. And the thing is, this this new Donny they've got in charge, like they've just again. Do, do they not? Would you? Would you not? Right? If if you want to be successful in Formula One, you look at the teams who have, have been successful in Formula One. Mercedes, Toto Wolff is team principal and essentially CEO. He owns one third of Mercedes AMG Petronas Formula One team, along with a third from the Ineos fella. Can't remember his name, and another third from Daimler. Right. So you have got Daimler, Mercedes. 33%, Toto Wolf himself 33%, and then you've Ineos 33%. That, that's it, right? So so Toto, Toto just, you know, he he's majority, not majority, but he's Daimler and Ineos just let Toto get on with it, right? And he does his thing. Right? He, he cracks on, does his thing. Red Bull Racing. You've got Christian Horner, who is CEO and team principal, and yes, Helmut Marco. He handles more of the junior stuff. In terms of the op running operations of Red Bull Racing, it's Christian Horner. He's given the keys and he runs with it, right? Mataschitz trusted Horner to do that. And then Helmut, as much as he's kind of Christian's boss in a way, but he is more you know, focusing on the Young Driver Academy and just being a presence in that team, right? And having a voice, but whatever. Like, and you know what, right? Otmar's catching some strays at the minute. Otmar and Bonotto were given, I think, pretty impossible tasks, given the interference that upper management at both Alpine and Ferrari insisted on taking. So Ferrari, they had... Oh, what's, what's the board at Ferrari again? Right, I'm, I don't remember these people's names. So, because they brought someone in who's like had no experience in like motorsport at all. To essentially be like Bonotto's boss. So you obviously you've got John Elkin who's like top. Yeah, Benedetto Vigner. Who Benedetto Vigner's like you got he's got a patent for something, isn't it? What is it? He, he he's like a he's a physicist. And what was it? 
Yeah. Right, the Don who's calling the shots at Ferrari designed the designed the motion sensor for the Wiimote in the Nintendo Wii, right? Right, and, and now the geezer, right, who's in charge at Red Bull, right? Oh, sorry, not Red Bull, Renault. Um, Alpine. So you've got the, the new CEO, which is, what's his name? Kreef? 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 Is that his name? Kreef? Yeah, Philip, Philip Kreef, right? Philip Kreef. Okay, Philip Kreefer and a little Google search. Okay, VP, Alpine VP, right? But at the end of the day, he's like at the top. But then, who, who's this other fella that they've got in? This um, new, oh God. Saf now hopes future is bright for Alpine F1 staff. Oh yeah, Alpine staff specifically, right? <laughs> like what? These... Right, what's this fella's name? What's what's his name? Begins with D. His surname. That that. Oh, here he is Bruno. Oh, it's not this. Bruno Famine. Right. Bruno Famine is so he's now Alpine Motorsport VP. So you've got you've got Creef and you've got Famine. And then you're gonna have and no, sorry 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 you got De Mayo, then you've got Creef, then you've got Famine, then you've got whoever's gonna be team principal. Like Are you shocked that it's not working, Alpine? Like, come on. My gods. Like, Famine does engines. Famine does engines. He's an engine man. Like, you, you've got three people above the team principal. At Ferrari, you've got Elkin, you've got the Wiimote fella, and you've got uh, someone else as well. I can't, I can't remember. You've got like a board of... Like, this team, man, just bin it off. Like, sell it. There's lots of teams who want to be in F1, right? You've got Andretti want to be in F1. You've got um, High Tech want to be in F1. Just sell the team to someone else, Renault, because you can't be trusted to do things properly and it's a disgrace, all right? And yeah, maybe they just got bought by Ryan. They got part purchased, didn't they, by Ryan Reynolds and that cash injection. But I bet Ryan's like, what have we done? What have we done? Oh God, I just, I'm just, and so no wonder Fernando left, no wonder Pat Fryer's left, no wonder Oscar Piastri left. This was the Ryan Reynolds master plan. Oh, but anyway, they'll do what they'll do, Alpine. And all, all I can say is I hope all the personnel who work at that team are all right. And I hope their jobs are going to be safe and secure long term because it's not good enough. It's not good. Right, cool. Okay, I am actually going to end now. Um, again, thank you all for coming. Again, well done to Robin for winning the two tickets. Congratulations. Um, pleasure as always. Uh, also, if you've not had, a, maybe you've not had enough of me. Oh, and thank you, Stephen Hazard, for the four ninety nine. The Wii was a banging console, though. Wii Sports. I never had a Wii. I do need a Wii, but I've never had a Wii. Um, why don't I rate Vesti? When did I say I didn't rate Vesti, Jonas? I've li I've literally said I I I think he's going to win the title. I've said I've said that a few times, only in the last kind of few weeks. But um... <laughs> oh, and thank you, uh, Matthew, as well for the ten Aussie one wild silly season prediction uh, that I. Um, that Minton takes over the channel. That I changed the channel colour to fluorescent green again, like I did on April Fools. Um, I don't know. City season prediction. I mean, Bonato shouldn't touch that team with a barge pole. Um, just that famine stays in 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 charge, and Alpine have worst car of the rest of the year. I don't know. Um, some something terrible. But yeah, if if you've not had enough of me today, right on this live stream, 
I do have another video coming out later today. It's my mid-season report. Exciting. Mid-season report. Keep an eye on your sub boxes and turn notifications on so you don't miss the video when it comes out. I'm not sure what time I'm dropping it yet, but it will be later today. It will definitely be before the end of play today. Right. Oh, and Robin's in the chat as well. Robin, Robin, Robin is in the... Wait, wait, no, uh, that's not... It, no, that, that's not Robin. Someone's changed their name to Robin to try and... This is why I'm asking for proof, right? I'm pretty sure that's not that's not Robin's username. Um, anyway, right. Cheers, everyone. Be well, be happy, be safe. And come to the live show on Friday. But buy a ticket. Bye.